Hey everyone, this is Chris. Before the show starts, I just wanted to put this little notice at the top. A few listeners have gotten in touch and said that when they're playing the show back through either Apple Podcasts or playing it through chrisaballo.com, at some point while they're listening, the show starts over, even though the time keeps moving along, so it doesn't go back to zero. If it happens like 10 minutes in, time keeps sticking to 10 minutes and one second, 10 minutes and two seconds, so on. That seems to be happening with Apple Podcasts and with iPhones. We haven't exactly diagnosed where the problem is, but it is something we're working on. So if this happens to you and you're hearing this message again when you were X amount of minutes into the show, and it seems to happen on every episode if you're listening to it on an iPhone or through Apple Podcasts, and never at the same point. Sometimes it's happened six minutes in, sometimes it's happened 15 minutes in, but it seems to be a problem only on Apple devices and through Apple Podcasts. So, the best suggestion I can make for the time being while we try to figure out exactly where this problem is, you can use a different app like Google Podcasts or iHeartRadio. The show's available on both of those apps. Or you can go to chrisabile.com, click on the menu button at the top for CAPE, find the episode you want to listen to, and click download. So you can download it locally to your device and play it back that way. Again, we're not sure how this is happening, why it's only on Apple devices and through Apple Podcasts. So it is something we're working on. So if you're having this issue, those are the suggestions. Try a different app like Google Podcasts or iHeartRadio or download the show locally from chrisapollo.com locally to your device and listen to it that way. Again, I apologize. Not sure why this is happening, but I assure you it's being worked on. So hopefully this is temporary and will be resolved by next week's show. And that's why I'm putting this little disclaimer at the front. Anyway. On with the show. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's podcast experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show where I'm once again and finally joined by Pete Morano. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's uh, been about a year, which was not intentional. We were saying, yeah, we got to do it again. And lo and behold, now it's actually been a full year. Here we are. Here we are doing it again. I know. We made it. It was. Uh, Wasn't it? (laughs) And that's the funny part. You know, 2020 did nothing for my organizational skills because I was saying, yeah, we're going to do the show again. Totally. And then before we knew it. Suddenly around September, time started moving again, and then now here we are, it's April practically, and uh, now it's like, oh yeah, that's right, you should come back on the show. Um, Although, Pete did do, if you go to the YouTube channel, he did a uh, little video, a little musical performance for the Half in the Bag Holiday Spectacular, performed Please Come Home for Christmas, Uh, so that's a standalone clip on the YouTube channel if you all want to check it out, and uh, if you want to hear Pete's first appearance, that's all the way back on... Cape, I should have had this prepared. (laughs) (laughs) He was back on Cape. It's all, everything's in, everything in 2020 was part of March. Yeah, doesn't it feel like it? I I think it was. I think it was like Cape 105 or 106 or something like that. Uh, So you all can check that out if you want to hear his first appearance where we talk about what's going on. Surviving the pandemic down in the big easy. Um, So there we are. Here we are. Oh, I'm sorry. It was actually Cape uh, 110. So there you go. 50 episodes ago. So just about a year. 
Wow, you're cranking them out, huh? Uh, listen, I, I need to do something. I'm sure you can appreciate that, especially with you being off the road for a year, which we'll get to in a moment. But I need something to just keep working on. Otherwise, my brain's just going to eat itself. So sure, I, I need to work on something creative. Otherwise, I'm just, I, I would have gone nuts in this last year without it, to be honest with you. So really quickly, before, um, really, as, as to kind of piggyback on, on last year with what uh, the response to it, I did have a couple of people say, wait a minute. I mean, they, they've heard me talk about you, obviously, my cousin plays guitar, trombone shorty in Orleans Avenue and all that. And then I guess seeing the name Morano in the show, they said, isn't there an SUV Morano? And I said, yes, there is a <laughs> Nissan Morano. And uh, funnily enough, uh, your aunt, my cousin, Joanne, as soon as the Morano came out, basically hauled ass to the dealership to get one almost immediately. Yeah, and she, as, got, she got one of the, she got, <laughs> she got a fresh one. That's, she that's did. For sure. And then she she, did. they're looking at the paperwork. It kind of did a double take like, huh? huh? And she's, I, I had to, she just kind of looked at it as, yeah, of course I was going to get one. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm open to sponsorships. Yeah. I mean, what better, how much cooler could a Nissan get than Pete in the driver's seat and a Les Paul riding shotgun? Yeah, with some go. with some trombone shorty playing through the the sweet built-in system, the sweet music system. Sounds, Come sounds on, good to me. Yeah, sounds why good not? To me. Yeah. So, um, and then funny, funnily enough, either it was last year or the year before, because it all feels like a lifetime ago. But um, one of our cousins, Lisa, who's also a Morano, said that a couple of her friends said, "Why is your name in a car commercial?" And she said, "What do you mean?" And they said, well, someone keeps saying like Lisa Morano is in is being said in these car commercials. And she said, wait, what are you talking about? And then watching the commercial, they're saying Lisa a Nissan Morano. So when you say it quickly, obviously, it's uh, Lisa Morano. Right. Yeah, and yeah. she I think she was just trying to say her friends are idiots is, is what it came down to. But um, yeah, a couple of wow. people did say that. So it's a common. Ironically, it's a common name in. Uh... Uh, maybe not common, but it's it's a name that exists in Italian, but also in Japanese. Really? Yes. What's and the I Japanese translation? The, uh, the, the, so I was over there once, and the guy. Um, I was uh, I was in Tokyo once, and the um, the sushi chef wrote it down for me. I got the paper somewhere. It means like, I think it means village or field or snowy field or something like that. I can't huh. really remember. Somehow a, a field was in it. A field and, is uh, involved. I think, possibly yeah, a season. A field is in there. Yeah. And then a guy, um, I believe he said that it was one of the names of somebody somebody pretty big time over at Nissan. And so they oh, yeah? the car after him or something. Yeah. Oh, well, he, he, there you go. You know, I mean, this is, you know, I'm in a random sushi joint. So, well, they, but they might know, though. This is what I Nissan, learned. Japanese yeah, company. Probably, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think he was making it up. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I don't. We we could have done some research before talking about this, but uh, that might be contrary to the spirit of the show. We used to get, um, you know, now it's more. You, you still get junk mail. It's more spam now, though. Oh yeah. But back when back when all the junk mail was in the mail mail, we used to get Japanese stuff in the mail sometimes. Really? Japanese junk mail? Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> wow, that's funny. I wonder if that happens to all our cousins. Which was one of the reasons your last appearance was one of the most popular shows because uh because <laughs> uh, our family is we're we're full of cousins a whole lot of cousins uh i didn't know there were yeah. numbers that big when i looked at the downloads and i said oh the whole family's listening to this so 
There you go. So hide everybody <laughs> so, because nobody's seen so, either of us. <laughs> uh, a, a friend of mine, um, his name is Dino. D- Dino Perucci. He's a photographer, and he hmm, pies on. Uh, yeah, exactly. He took a picture of me at the State Theater in New Brunswick. Oh, nice. Which is which is where I was born, and so oh. he uh, he put it up on Facebook, and. Later, he very graciously like gave me a print of the photo. I have it here somewhere. Cool. Um, but I, next time I saw him, I was like, "Hey, look, that picture you took at the State Theater. Uh, my mom loves that photograph. You know, I was actually born right around the corner from there at St. Peter's." And uh, and he goes, "Oh, I figured something must have been up because like I had a whole lot of Moranos liking my post." <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> it was funny. That is funny. You know, the, the Abalo name stretches pretty far and wide, too, which is funny. There's a, a variation. Uh, possibly, possibly even farther. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I was talking about it on the show on uh, actually last week's show because one of our cousins at, at this. I don't know the connection. We have a huge family tree and everybody's last name in the U.S. ends in O. But the original Italian spelling of uh, my pa- yes, my grandparents, Pete's great grandparents, his grandmother is my father's sister. So in case anybody's wondering the connection, in case we didn't make that clear, or if you're hearing about this for the first time, uh, there's there's a connection, everybody. So uh, one of our cousins, Fabio, is mayor of uh, Castellieri in Italy. And uh, he, the family over there still uses the original spelling A-B-B-A-L-L-E. And uh, so there's that contingent. There's the Abalos, that's spelled like mine. I don't know if we're related to the Abalos who spell with one L, haven't gotten confirmation on that, but there's some Abalos in America who use one L, and there's a Chris in there who only spells his name with one L. Oh man! So who's like a who's yeah who's like a sharpshooter or something like that? And I thought, wow, well you never confused Ooh. me with him. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean in terms of skill and uh, appearance and things like that, I got this voice and face for radio, so uh, he's probably doing better than me. But anyway, uh, it's interesting <laughs> the spread of of the family tree and kind of how wide and and deep it goes yeah. because there's Sorry. a lot of branches in there so anyway getting back to what we were kind of saying earlier so you've now been off the road for a solid year for the first time ever in your adult right. life in your professional career but probably in your i mean none of us have probably gone a year without travel for the most part so how have you <laughs> i don't mean in a bad way but just you're so used to being on the road and having that be 90 percent of your life how have you been dealing with being home? Has it been great? Has it been a nightmare? Are you just itching to get out of the house and get back into hotels? Like, how are you dealing with I this? Am, uh, I the the pandemic stress is real. That's a real mm. thing. Totally. I don't want to completely discount that. However, there is also kind of a silver lining to being home, and for for me personally. I've been traveling very heavy for, mm, what, 16 years or so? Mm, right. So, I mean, what, so if I look out, if I look at one out of 17 years of not doing serious travel, you know, in the big picture, that's still not that much. Yeah, it's still a pretty solid you ratio of work. And so, I just... You know, it's not going to, ha- I don't think it's going to happen overnight, but I think all that is going to resume. Yeah. So I'm not really, I've not gone stir crazy. 
you know, I've kept myself pretty, uh, I've kept myself pretty busy at home. And what's funny now is at the, at the beginning, the last time we talked, you know, a year ago, everything about this was kind of a, a shock. Like, oh my God, they're canceling this and that. And then, uh, crowds of people. Right. Tours and festivals and and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And overnight. Yeah. And, and now I'm actually used to, I mean, I'm in my routine now. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so I was driving, I was driving somewhere the other day and I saw kind of a small crowd of people outside of a place. And I, I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, I don't know. This kind of a lot of people, <laughs> you know, as, as a year ago, that wouldn't have even registered, you know? So it's, yeah, uh, it's so funny. It's funny. It's, uh, people are funny like that. Yeah, a friend of mine Humans, took man. his wife. Yeah, we are. As a species, we're pretty funny. As a species, it's funny. You get used to whatever. Yeah. Well, I think over time you kind of, and you have to adapt out of necessity because otherwise, you know, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But sure. it, it's funny how looking at, at crowds, I mean, I had a friend who took his wife up here to the Meadowlands to get her vaccine. Uh, and for her second shot, there was a bit of a crowd outside, both, you know, a lot of cars in the parking lot and a long line just to get in the place. And they both looked at that and just thought like, ooh, I mean, even though everyone's there to get a vaccine, you know, first or second, it's just the idea yeah. of a gathering of a lot of people in a building that they, at first glance, they just said, I don't know about all this. even though obviously it's, so, it's protected okay, so, and distanced. So r- right around the, uh, around the corner from my house, there's a, there's this community center and there has not been much activity there, obviously, over sure. the past year. So anyway, I'm going out for... Going out for a little jog one morning, and as I'm going past there, I look down from the, I go up on the levee by the river. It's really cool, and so I I look down and I see all these cars behind this building. And, you know, I go up there pretty often. I've never seen all these cars there. I'm like, what? What is this? And on my <laughs> way home, I go. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm wearing gym clothes. I'm just mm. dripping in sweat, and I see some people coming out of there, and I'm like. What are you guys doing in here? What is this? What is this? <laughs> you feel like a grandpa, uh, don't you? Don't you feel like yeah, an old I man? Know, like, what are you kids they're, they're doing they're, out here? They're, yeah, they're like, what are you doing on my lawn? And they're going, well, we're, they're giving out uh, COVID-19 vaccines in there. I said, oh, well, carry on. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it down. <laughs> it, it's so weird. Um, There's the part of me that feels, yeah, like a, almost like a bitter old man. Because when you see people, what are you doing right. gathering and having yeah. fun? Yeah, in the middle of all this. Other, I got it the other day. I got round one. I got round one. Did you? What? Day, day before yesterday, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got mine a week ago, thankfully. And my parents are going tomorrow, which was my big concern. Because as long as as long as long I'm not going to kill anybody, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like, I'm not going to... If I catch it, I'm not going to give it to somebody who isn't vaccinated. Once at least I know the people I'm most likely to be around have it. That's, that's, that's very, very considerate. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. That's all we can really do is yeah. try not to yeah, spread yeah. it and uh, not be selfish about it because everybody mm-hmm. wants to make it about them. And it's just not. It's like we got to. No, yeah, it's definitely not. No, it's totally not. This is going to be like polio. We're just going to have to get maybe an annual shot for this for a while and have to gradually like develop immunity to it. It's not going away just because we got a vaccine. Not that I want to kind of dwell on that. But. Unfortunately, you just got to be adaptable. You have to be able to deal with it and say, okay, we can't do this for now. But like you said, you've you spent 16 years on the road. You're going to be going back to it. So this is right. kind of a, a blip on the radar. But kind of, you know, in the yes, I mean, and. You know, this is this is me speaking with some perspective on it, too. Mm. 
at the beginning of all this, I was very much freaked out, like everyone was, I think. Just thinking, oh my god, what, just, dates are dropping off the calendar like flies. And then, and then at the beginning, it was sort of a, well, we're gonna quarantine for two weeks, everyone. Just stay home for two weeks. Right. Everybody's thinking, oh, I can, I can manage that. It's not too bad. I got some shows to catch that. up on. No, not too, not too bad. Then two weeks becomes two months and there's still no end. It's, mm, yeah. Wow. That's the weird part. <laughs> but, getting, getting your head around the idea that there is an end in sight after just having no idea because it wasn't that long ago. I mean, even September. No, it really wasn't. Yeah, well, not even, even like, yeah, August, they're saying like maybe for Thanksgiving and then maybe for Christmas and then it's don't gather for Christmas, don't gather for New Year's. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see. There's a vaccine on the way kind of thing. And then in December was uh, essentially the first uh, rollout of the vaccine. So now it finally feels like, oh, there is an end in sight. And even knowing that most people like I'm glad I was actually going to ask you before we started, if you'd gotten if you've been able to get a vaccine yet, because I realize every state's going through its own hurdles. It felt a lot they like. Are. It was a lot like rolling the dice around here. I frankly was one of the last people I know to get an appointment, even though I was trying like really? crazy. Yeah, it was everybody gotten at least their first shot. Um, I was kind of last of my friends to get it. So, so I uh, I lucked out and got one the other day. And then I already had the appointment set up, but they did announce this week that they were opening it up to everyone in Louisiana. Oh, right. On, on Monday. Right. A couple of states started opening up to just anybody. Just come in without, yeah. regardless of health conditions or age or things like that, which were yeah, exactly, your factors exactly. for the early rounds. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean that's good. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. And sorry, I am a little bit distracted because there's <laughs> just I want to apologize to anybody who's listening and to you, Pete, in case there's any noise going on because what's happening here on the property is uh, my landlord alerted me last night that they are doing some guys going to be coming by to work on the trees at eight a.m. Okay, no problem. Pete and I are doing the show in the afternoon. Should be fine. Well, seven hours later, they're still here, which means I expect <laughs> by the end of this, I'm going to live in a field is pretty much what I'm expecting. But if you hear like tree chippers, right. like See? wood chippers and chainsaws, I'm not recording this in the middle of a horror movie. They're just doing yard work outside, and I guess they're just going to be here all day. So I'm going to try to minimize <laughs> the noise in the background if it comes through on the on the audio. So I apologize if you hear what might come through as like a hum or something like that. Uh, so there is some noise going on outside the house that I just have zero control over. But uh, well, I don't, I don't know what the audience is going to think. I can't hear anything though. Okay, good. Well, as long as you don't hear chainsaws buzzing, then people won't be just, too. Worried I just about saw it. you look off to the side like this. I because I'm hearing a lot. There's a lot of activity around the property, and that's there's what I mean. Chainsaw right behind you. <laughs> Maybe I should see if I were smarter, I would have put like a fake backdrop and had like Leatherface behind me. But I'm not. I should really be a better showman. You know, you could do the, the background, customized background on Zoom. I should have done that. And then I could just switched over. Or if I had an engineer, I could have had him do it for me. But uh, we're a low-rent show, folks. So take right. what you can get. Um, obviously, you can't speak to anything official when it comes to concerts and tours or, or anything like that. Has there been, in, in very general terms, because again, I don't want you to uh, get into the weeds if you can't, but in general terms, have there been discussions has there been anything either locally or on a, a broader scale as far as well maybe outdoor shows in the summer or maybe the possibility of the fall like has there been anything not just within your band but just in general that you're aware of in that general, is being yes, discussed there are uh, there there are signs of life across the board okay good there are signs of life across, um there's uh um there are i know there's some festivals going on 
the end of this month in Florida. Right. That are kind of, <laughs> you're like, of course. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> of course, Florida. Where else? <laughs> right. Florida and Texas are, yeah. the, are n- but, number one into competing right, for top right, of the right, leaderboard right. when it comes to like, we're uh-huh. trying to gather as many people in a place as possible. Yeah. No, but I know, I know that stuff's happening. Um, it's starting to come locally here in New Orleans. There's outdoor stuff starting to happen. Indoor stuff is starting to happen at reduced capacity. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's coming back slow. It's coming back slow. And then I think as of right now, the plan for the fall is to kind of have some pretty large festivals and stuff going on, which, you know, hopefully that'll, uh, hopefully that'll be feasible. Yeah, I mean, really knows. just just in terms of, of the amount of vaccines that could be distributed and just being outdoors in general is obviously better than being in a confined space, especially with crowds. So, right. you know, large concert going crowds, because for me, that's been the biggest thing to give up. I love going to the movies and uh, I'd much rather see most things in the theater the first time, but that'll be the first and second time. And that's it. You're going to be watching it at home for the rest of your life essentially you know a couple on a mm-hmm. few occasions some things will be re-released for an anniversary or something but generally you see a, a film in the theater once maybe twice and then you're watching it at home anyway there is no right. substitute for concerts because whenever you're in yeah, the room right, on right. that night i mean i'm preaching to the converted over here but when you're in that room on that night having a, a one-of-a-kind experience there is nothing to replicate that experience so the idea of not being able to go to a show and be there with a crowd of people. Hopefully it's not a lame crowd who just, you know, showed up because they thought they were being cool. But if it's a crowd who's actually into the band and the band's on fire and there's just nothing, nothing can replace that. So that's been the, the toughest thing for me yeah, to give up just as a concert a goer. Thing, yeah. It is. So that's what I'm most looking forward to getting back to. I mean, yeah, gathering with family and friends and all that other stuff. That I could take for granted. <laughs> Paying for a high price ticket and going to an arena is what I'm about. No, but um, just the idea of, I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had enough of my immediate family in the last year. But uh, aside from that, no, I really, that's the thing I miss the most. So just the prospect of, there's a couple of shows I've seen pop up in some smaller clubs and theaters around here. Mm-hmm. Um, at reduced yeah. capacity, social distancing, masks required. And I get that. I also get why it's not happening because... It costs money to open a venue. It costs money to pay the employees to be there. When you're operating at a reduced capacity, if you're not at least breaking even, and breaking even might not be enough for a lot of places, they need to turn some kind of profit. So I understand why some places aren't doing it yet and just remaining closed. Yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. And also, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of acts out there where, okay, guys, come play the. This thing is reduced capacity. We're only going to sell half the amount of tickets or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the overhead of actually putting on the show, right. that doesn't change. Yeah. You so know, what like do you the, do? Uh, you have to hope everybody, yeah, you're going to have to set yeah, up like a four know, the, drink like, minimum. Yeah, like, like gasoline costs what it costs, man. Like, uh, yeah, uh, seriously. Airplane ticket costs what it costs. So that's going to, you know what I mean? I, I certainly understand from a venue perspective and also from, an artist perspective if they're not uh if they're not ready to crank up the machine yet because it's not feasible to do so i mean right and you know i get that i do also also i think uh from where i'm standing i see sort of a it's kind of trickling back in right now and i kind of think that's good too like yeah i don't necessarily think i don't i don't necessarily think we should all just like okay 
It's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't just pretend like nothing's still going. Like, it's still very much going on. And there's still, still a lot of people much, yeah, yeah, yeah. who haven't been vaccinated yet. We got 100, right, so, 100 million, so know, a third we, of the country. We've made it this far. We've made it this far. So let's... um. Yeah, let's ease back into this thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. If there's if there are reduced capacity shows, I'm up for it. Actually, coincidentally, I, I got an alert that uh, I'm wearing a Vixen T-shirt right now. They're playing a theater here in Jersey in July at reduced capacity. And I said, you know what? If that's my next show, awesome. Happy to go see them again. Go. And if I have to wear a mask, that's fine because I'm not a baby. I can wear a mask if I need to if I want to go to a venue. It's fine. What a, what a concept. I know, Seriously, I'm just thinking, you know, how do... And I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. It's just I'm hearing about uh, there was something going around because it's Jersey about the mall. But there's going to be maskless shopping at a mall that I won't identify. There's a local group of um, they identify themselves as patriots who oh are, are trying to have a maskless shopping experience where they're going to show up. They're, they're going to gather in a huge group and just go into this mall without masks and shop. And they're basically, you know, challenging anybody, police or otherwise, to do something about it, to stop them. And I'm thinking I mean, you really can't how you know when a lot of you people are going to need bypass surgery, make sure to let the surgeon know you're not afraid of germs. So during you know, when you're when you're spread open like a lobster, surgeon doesn't need to worry about wearing a mask and breathing germs into you because you're not afraid of that. I, I just find it very sure. interesting yeah. that like there are people who actually have to wear them for a living, like people in medicine. And just if you're going to go out somewhere for two hours, you can't just suck it up and put on a mask because you might be doing something for someone else. It's just crazy. But for me, like selfishly, if that was the requirement to go to concerts for the next year, I'll do it. It's fine by me. I mean, I don't. I wonder what must be going on in some people's lives to where like this is the biggest problem totally yeah you've it's been like, lucky must, must be nice you know? <laughs> yeah oh my god i can't believe i need to wear a mask when i go out like oh especially god, you gotta have something right here. It's like that's the, yeah i i tore some cloth in front of my face so i don't like when you when you got up when you got up this morning that is the that was number one on the list totally it's like this so is like, what outrages me well we got to deal with this yeah <laughs> you know? I have to deal with putting uh, yeah. this thing on, which isn't even hard to come by. It's not like I think right at the beginning of April last year it was on the mask mandate kicked in in Jersey and they were a little tough to get for a while. So, you know, good luck if you get disposables or, or something like that. But right. I, I understood at that point. But now masks are just everywhere. Sanitizers everywhere. Like you can take enough precautions where it shouldn't oh, be yeah, a drag. They got they got every they got one to match any outfit. Oh yeah, all kind of designs on there. It's not yeah, well, a... that's it. You can get any kind of character you want. I was in. I was picking up prescriptions the other day at CVS. Like it's, it's, it's and there's SpongeBob masks, Ninja Turtle like masks. Yeah, I'm like, you can yeah, have your that, own style. That. Like, I get complimented on my T-shirts almost every day by somebody when I'm walking around just without a jacket or something. You can clearly see I'm wearing a band shirt or a a movie shirt or something like that. And it's the same thing with masks. Like, I was wearing a Rolling Stones mask for the first several months of this just because I thought it was nice. cool and profits were going to uh, music charities. Would have the, would have the tongue? Yeah, it was just the tongue, which I thought made nice. the most sense I mean, because, that kinda, well, that made, that's yeah, what, yeah this is what I'm covering up. Yeah. So there you go. But, um, I mean, got a lot of compliments. And, of course, everybody's saying, like, did you get that on Amazon? And I said, no, I got it for – and I can't remember the website off the, off the top of my head. But um, I told them where I did purchase it from because everybody assumes, you know, Amazon. And now it's like, yeah, so get one for something you like. You like – a band, get the bands, you know, and, and a lot of people are doing like profits to charity or doing them for whatever organizations or a lot of mom and pop stores on like Etsy or a lot of people have, you know, Shopify stores like you could just help somebody who's launching a business or who makes clothing 
or some kind of apparel, and now they're doing masks as well. So it's not you, – you, you have a chance to be selfless. And it, but like you said, I don't know if there's any getting through to people who wake up and they're just like, oh, if I go outside, I got to put this thing on. I just feel like that's I don't know. Just grow up. Really. I know. It's not that big a thing. Like, you don't you don't get uh, you don't get all of the freedom with none of the sacrifice. That's my main thing. <laughs> it's that just like this is, like you know, the people who want to claim it's about their freedom. It's like my freedom, my freedom, my freedom. You're being asked to do this. That's it. Big deal. All right. You're not in a, in a, in a foxhole somewhere. Are you saying I say freedom ain't free? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's it isn't it, free. It. it costs about seven ninety nine, or you can well, go to you you probably get them a dollar tree. You got to tell the mall crowd there. You got to you guys got to pay attention to your own bumper stickers here. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's the funny part. They uh, the the irony of it. and, but actually speaking of gatherings, because uh, we just passed Mardi Gras season, which obviously this year, you know, you being down in New Orleans was a lot different than usual. I'm sure there's no comparison to the typical Mardi Gras. The, the the wonderfulness and insanity of the average Mardi Gras, but what was it like in its in its unique form this past year? What was that experience like? It was um it was different, all right. Mm. Very very subdued, as it should have been. Sure. Um but it kind of uh I think it sort of played on everyone's emotions in different ways. It was really? kind of one of those things where we all knew a lot of the big stuff was going to be canceled. Right. But then when it came to the day of, you know, whatever, whatever the event with the ball, the parade, whatever it is your thing is, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you like to do every year, you know, it, it did kind of tug on the heartstrings a little bit. We're like, ah, yeah, this, this is-, is what we would have been. To- but, but, you know, we uh we made the best of it. It, it rained a lot, so that kind of helped. Yeah, like there there was some there were some days where it was cold and rainy, and I was like, ah, well, now I don't feel like I'm missing anything anyway. And then on Mardi Gras Day itself, um, that was that was a pretty nice day, and we ended up going to um, you know, I have I have my little friend pod, <laughs> uh, small group of people have been kind of you know we. We got we got tested beforehand and we hung out outside on their porch mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of watched the world go by and it was different and still very cool, right? You know, still still a holiday. It yeah, it's different. It, it was yeah. an experience. It just wasn't going to mm-hmm. be the the massive party that yeah normally happens. The same thing happened. The same thing happened last year when uh, during the week that Jazz Fest was supposed to happen. Oh right, it sort of. Uh, I remember being home listening to the radio in what would normally be one of the busiest weeks of the year and just kind of feeling some type of way about it and just mm. kind of being surprised. It was like, Oh man, like I didn't realize, uh, the emotional connection to this that I, w- that I would be, uh, feeling. And it wasn't just me. I think the whole community felt that way. Sure. And, you know, looking back on it, that's kind of cool. Even yeah. though it was hard going through at the time, it's sort of cool that everybody was had this sort of shared uh, experience. Right. Even if it's to commiserate, just to be able to get together, yeah, yeah, exactly. have a yeah, gathering, right. even if it's for that, is still something that's been missing, yeah. you know, for the last year. So mm-hmm. I get it. Just the idea of, wow, what this could have been and... 
at least everybody's still there and appreciating it. But you know what? It, it's still that's the perspective I keep taking in this, you know, because I've, the last couple of shows been emphasizing the fact that, you know, now it's been a year that we've been dealing with this. But it is going to make everything that much sweeter when we get back to it, like next year for Mardi Gras and next year for Jazz Fest. It's oh, going to yeah. be I mean, sure it's, it's going to be nuts. Epic. I mean, that's yeah. all I'm reading about. And that's one of the reasons I want to ask about, you know, live shows and touring what the opportunities are, because everybody's trying to book tours for the fall and for next summer, like all the stuff that's right. been delayed on top of anybody who's just been out of work, because, as you well know, it's a, a mm-hmm. chunk of working musicians income. So we need to get out on the road. You know, it is a necessity. But at the same time, everyone's going to want to go. The, the trouble is going to be. What shows can I afford to go see or can I get the time off if I you know, have a job that I'm starting or that I'm going back to? Who sure. is it I'm going to go see? Because everybody's going to be on tour and everybody's going to want to go see all the concerts possible. So I think there's just going to be huge yeah. demand after all this. I think it's going to be crazy. I think you guys are going to be way busy because there's going to be a festival going on all over the place. If anything, I feel like festivals might be so. a bigger deal, like the multi-day. They're, they aren't as, you know, on, on a smaller level here, but not compared to like Europe or anything. I mean, you know, you've done a bunch of festivals and sure. over there, there's a lot of these, you know, like three-day festivals that just carry on. There's a handful in the U.S., but I feel like that's something that's probably going to be more prevalent. Making my prediction now that we're going to have more festivals just because it's going to be outdoors. So that's going to give people a certain level of comfort. And you're going to have a lot of bands on the bills. So you're going to get a lot of people to come out because they'll also be getting value for money. They'll get to see a whole lot of bands. A lot of bands are going to get to work. And I, don't right. know, I, I have a feeling that's going to be what it's going to be like in, you know, particularly next summer. Probably not this year, but summer 2022. I think it's going to blow up. I think we're going to see a lot of big outdoor shows, a lot of festivals, a lot of, you know, four bands on a, on a touring bill kind of thing. A lot of package tours. I, I think it's going to be a big yeah. deal. Yeah, I think so. And it's not going to uh it's not going to be an overnight thing, but it'll right. definitely you know, I mean, what's weird about this time has still just been flying by. Yeah, it has yeah, for the last 6 many, months. There've been many times there've been many times where I find myself just thinking, what I thought I didn't have anything to do. How are there still not enough hours in the day? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Everything I told myself I was going to get done when I had nothing to do, and I've managed to get none of it done. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I said, wow, if I only had the time, and I've had the time, and it's shocking the amount of stuff I haven't gotten done. Yeah, it's weird. And like you said, you you get into a routine, Like even if it's there's nowhere to be, which by and large, I haven't had anywhere to be either. But you still kind of have your daily and your weekly, you know, checklist of things you get done. Definitely. You still have your, your definitely you settle into routine for better or worse. You settle into some kind of routine, you know, throughout the day and throughout the week. And then you're kind of back on the hamster wheel. And then all of a sudden it's, Oh wow. It's the end of the month. Like it blows my mind. That's almost April. We're a quarter of the way through 2021 and it just started. I don't know. I feel like I do this every that's year. Crazy. I feel like just, every March. I'm hearing you phrase it that way. That sounds nuts. It, right. Because I'm thinking like we just start 2021 was the fresh start. It was okay. It's going to be better than last year. We're, this is the year things turn around and we get back to what's closer to normal. And here we are now we're a quarter of the way through it. And like, where did that time go? How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, we got listen, we got at least one vaccine under our belts to show for it. So there's that. Yeah. Vaccine, you know, election stuff kind of took up the first, uh, the, the election stuff took up the first few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of weight there. For those first three yeah, weeks. Know. Everybody watched CNN for four days. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> so that did, yeah, that, that time kind of went by uh, unnoticed <laughs> where everybody's like, oh no, right. what's happening today? What's, what's going to happen next yeah, week? Exactly. And, then, and then the fallout of, you know, everything since. So yeah, I think there was a part of it that it's, it's a lot easier to kind of get distracted by that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I want to clarify with you? It's actually something I forgot to, I, I've, I've never asked you, but it's also because I haven't really kept track. How many instruments do you play? I know you started on saxophone and obviously you make your living with the guitar, but, and piano, I was surprised you played piano for the, uh, for the holiday show. I was like, look at I him. He's play, playing piano. Know, there, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of dabbling. <laughs> there's yes. Like I can, I can play some piano. I'm not a pianist. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I can, I can get you something out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, the key is, the key is just kind of keeping it, uh, keeping it in the, in the realm right. of what you're doing. That's like, going to make it sound like I know what I'm doing a lot more. I shouldn't even be saying that, but it's true. I mean, I do it. This sounds like chopsticks. Check it out. You know, there you <laughs> go. Spreading there you go. I mean, from the middle. I mean, guitar, I'll give you a little piano. I'll give you a little bass. I'll give you a little mm. saxophone. I think every I'll guitar you... player picks up a bass at some point. Just be like, I could do this. Yeah, There's exactly, less strings. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be that hard. I just play on the beat. Let's play the this root can't note be that on hard. This is less straight, and then you then you do it, and you're like, "Oh wait, this is actually hard." <laughs> exactly. And dudes who can do it really well, you're like, "Oh right, it is its own instrument, isn't it?" <laughs> I'm supposed to be tasteful and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Really? What's in the pocket? I don't know. As a guitar player, I don't know. It's just, can I get more me in the monitor? That's the only thing we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you fooled around with that, even singing. Like you, you were talking before we started about doing vocals, and I thought, like, wow, good for him. Like just flexing. Flexing all the muscles, especially. I mean, you've been doing great guitar, which Pete's a great follow for a variety of reasons on on Instagram. You should follow him at Pete Morano, because not only does he just jam on guitar and will play whatever suits the mood, which is it's always fun for me as as a fan of his, uh, not just oh, not you. just out of familial obligation, but as a fan, and uh, <laughs> just love seeing him. Even if it's just noodling around, I'm just I look at it and I say that's great. So. For that, and also for the cooking, which has been a huge staple of you, is Pete's Kitchen on his Instagram stories, which is yeah. everything starts out with just a, it, it's almost like a like a chart of ingredients, just random ingredients on the counter, and then by the end it looks beautiful and delicious, and I immediately end up just diving into junk food, because I'm just like, I can't do it. Where are the Cheetos? <laughs> no, but so, you can, though. That's I know, you were, you were talking about that. You're like, no, it's really not that's that hard, thing. and I'm looking at that's it and saying, thing. That's why I started doing it. Right. That's why because people that's people were asking me questions about like how do you do this, how do you do that, and I was like, okay, well, these are the steps, you know. And it's rare that I'm doing something. I mean, some stuff is more difficult than others, but I mean, it's you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert, you know. I can mm-hmm. I can get it done. I can get it done, but you can too. This is true. Well, also, you you will make a lot of things that are maybe five ingredients or less. Like, you don't do anything too elaborate. I mean, it it all comes out looking great, but you also don't have just a, you know, a full counter of like, here are the 12 things you're going to need to make this. It's literally, you can get it all in one shot on your phone. Oh, yeah. You get get it in one shot. And hey, man, I'm not trying to break the bank here. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like, look, man, I've been been played a concert over a year. All right. I got to stretch every friggin' dollar. So I found this seasoning in the cabinet and that's what's going on this tuna steak because that's what I got. Yeah, <laughs> it's go. like, this is going to be Pete's tuna. 
But uh, yeah, he's a great follow. So definitely check him out because he's gotten a lot deeper into the cooking, which has been it's been a lot of fun to watch and inspiring. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that says I should get more experimental. You should highlight those on your story, like break them down by month. You know, you can do those story highlights now on Instagram. You should oh, do yeah, that. Yeah, Go yeah. through your old ones That's and just idea. do, you know, January of 21, March 21, you know, so on and so forth. Just so uh, people can always it's go back to them. I found on my uh, I found on my phone the other day there was some. There's a few dishes that I hadn't put up, and I was thinking, oh, I was like, these are ready to go. I should put these up, and then I'm looking, and there's Christmas decorations in the background and stuff. <laughs> I was like, eh. I was like, I'll wait. I yeah. Like, I, I think I'm, it, like, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was, just, I was like, no, I'll, I'll be ahead of the game for next Christmas season. Yeah. There you go. Just save them. See, I'll edit this out so that way no one knows. Everyone's going to think, like, Pete's killing it this Christmas. Look at all the, st- look at all the dishes he's cranking out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take all this out. But yeah, it's funny. I've gone through a bunch of things that I didn't know. I've been posting like crazy on Instagram stories lately just because, I mean, for one, it amuses me, which is the only reason I'm on there anyway, because I'm a narcissist. But it's... um, That's good for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's got their own show on social media. Everybody gets to... Good for that. Yeah. Everybody's doing their own thing. But it's been kind of funny going through pictures and just random things. And I thought, I see people share the all the nonsense just on there. I said, I'm going to start posting nonsense. So like recently I was putting up a bunch of t-shirts that I found. There's two huge plastic crates of t-shirts from concerts and everything from, from down the years, which has made me nostalgic too. That's the other thing is like, man, I can remember what shows I got set. At a certain point, my memory just, I feel like it just stops. My rear view mirror is not that great. But when I find a, a bin full of old t-shirts that I got at concerts, like, oh, I remember I got, I saw this band in Bowery Ballroom in 2004 and you know, stuff like that. All of that cool. stuff starts coming back. So, like, I started sharing those on, on Instagram and people like that. And then did a little silly documentary. I'm going to plug myself here because uh, now I put it up on the Instagram, uh, on my Instagram as a full uh, video. Oh, so but that's I, why I'm on the show. Exactly. I, <laughs> I need people who follow you to watch my stuff. No, but um, I did a little kind of mini, uh, a silly kind of musical documentary about my first vaccine. So maybe I will do one when I get the second shot in uh two short weeks i think it's about two two-ish weeks and um I, I i i support this idea oh well you know what everybody's just posting their card and i said i need to do something a little bit different everyone's just posting and oh, i no. got my first shot and i thought that's boring i'm gonna film more stuff vaccine vaccine rock opera yeah oh man that's now, now you're talking that's another thing i gotta work on i gotta i mean i would jot that down real that. quick I can. Well, see, now that's the fun, funny thing. I've got a couple of people who um, I'm not going to announce anybody just yet, but it's interesting how, uh, especially over the last year, Zoom has just democratized everything. You know, I've mentioned it a lot that every late night show, every radio show, everybody's doing their interviews on Zoom because nobody's coming into the studio. And the good part about that is people have gotten used to it. So you can essentially get anybody, which is great. So there's a couple of people who are I'm um, finalizing their interviews now who are going to be on the show who normally would be out of reach. So the idea that that's cool, a- including a bunch of musicians. So now you've got the wheels turning where I'm thinking, well, if I have <laughs> if I have some relationship with these people, maybe now I could put together this this worldwide grand project. And there's been a lot of those. I certainly wouldn't be the first one. I've seen a lot of cool uh, collaborations online. That's been fun to see a bunch of people getting yeah, together. Cool. I mean, everybody there, recording. There are some I mean, there, there's. It hasn't been an easy ride, but there are some uh, there are some silver linings here, and also yes. some stuff that I think will carry up. Zoom is still going to be a thing, totally. And why not? Yeah, we're all used to it. 
That's it. I mean, a lot of people were saying, oh, nobody's going to, you know, you had to fly somebody to in the past to, to New York to do Letterman or now Colbert or people would have to go to L.A. for The Tonight Show or whatever. Yeah. And now everybody's so used to just being at home and people are more relaxed. That's been another thing that I noticed. I feel like without maybe it's because the audience isn't there. Maybe because I mean, you've done a couple of TV shows, so, you know, it's like having a bunch of cameras pointed at you being under hot lights. Yeah. I mean, aside from just performing. Them. I was. Yeah. I got to see you when you guys were. What was that were, Conan? Uh, that was, was on that Conan? Conan. Yeah. yeah. I got to see you uh, record that appearance. Which uh, actually, that, that reminds me of something else I wanted to ask you, but we'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. But um, yeah, just that that's a different kind of pressure. And you're also kind of in performance mode, you know, when you're on a show and you, you feel are. like you're on a show. Yeah, it's you're in performance mode. What's strange about it is typically with stuff like that, you are standing there with the instruments and then the audience is a little further back. And the thing is, in between you and the audience, there's a camera. Mm-hmm. But it's not, this is not a regular camera. This is a, this is a machine. Yeah. The same TV can. And so, um, and like, cameras are funny too, because if you're not used to being in front of it, that kind of psychs you out. Mm. And then a lot of times you get in front of the camera and the first thing you hear is somebody tell you, they got this thing in your face. And the first thing you hear is, okay, act natural. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> that is the funniest it's, part. People always say, oh, you'll forget the yeah. camera's there. I'm always conscious of a camera being there, even You're doing like, this. I just tripped over it. I just I just ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's funny. People, I mean, I guess if you do it every day, if you're like the host of one of those shows, maybe you you kind of can forget or get oh, lost sure. in the well, moment. It also, but, it's a, it, I mean, it's a skill like anything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of like right, like right now. Right now we're doing. Uh, right now we're doing a show, and I mean, it's very clear that you've done fifty of these in the past year, and you're just kind of okay. Now we're <laughs> going to do this. Now we're going to talk about this. But right. you kind of, you know, you got your, you got your groove going, and it's the same way. You know, my brother, your other cousin, Joe. That's right. He, um, I mean, he works in, uh, he works in TV, yeah, in broadcasting, and so he's, he's in that. He. he turns it on like a switch yeah he's insanely at ease i i envy that kind of and, and to be able to do it in the morning too he um i realize he's he's transitioning to something else as we speak but uh he was doing like, like literally today uh, yeah literally that's what i mean i was like wow that's <laughs> yeah. funny i think yesterday was his last day the day before we're recording this and um <laughs> yep joe you see this is why i couldn't come help you move man yeah sorry i'm, I'm out here you're, podcasting. You're, yeah your dopey cousin's tying him down sorry somehow this takes uh precedence over you needing to to move oops but yeah, the That's idea cool. that our, our other brothers got it. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's used yeah, to hauling yeah. drum sets around. So, I mean, he could, exactly. yeah, exactly. lifting furniture is nothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the idea that he can not only do that and, and deliver it on camera, but that he's able to do it at, what does he start at four or five in the morning or something? He was doing one with early some, morning, some, like some right out of the gate morning like shows yeah. for, mm-hmm. I guess about four years or so. And I'm thinking, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever could have done that in my life. I mean, even when you're younger and you're like, I could go to work on four hours sleep kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I, I definitely I wouldn't have enough in the tank to make it through anything. If I had to get up at four in the morning now, I would be I, I'd probably be better off just staying up all night. I'm still very much a nocturnal <laughs> creature. I'm a night owl. But uh, I, I, used to, I used to be able to do that. Not anymore, though. I know. Yeah. Now it's now it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Like we said, time's oh, going by thing, and aging the, is weird. Early- 
years. It's a, it's a thing with bands too. Like, oh, we got to go to the airport at four in the morning. I'm just gonna yeah. stay up tonight. Yeah. You know, you got you get back to the room at one or two o'clock. For for me though, I mean, if I can catch an hour or two, I'm taking it. Totally. Oh, I do that. I've done that yeah. in the last year. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm just like nothing to do. Time to take a nap. <clears throat> and I've done it. <laughs> I've, spent, I've done a lot of couch time, sleeping and watching TV in the last year. When I'm not doing this, when I'm not looking at myself on camera and trying to be better. Okay. But, um, yeah, you've done a bunch of collaborations with Mike. That's another one. You guys have kind of been able to virtually jam with each other because he plays drums and bass, mm-hmm. at least those two. Yeah. And you guys have done a bunch so, of uh, multi-part Zooms. Yeah, we've done, Zoom jams. Uh, we, we've, done, uh, we've done some of the online collaboration stuff, which he's, uh, he's pretty good at putting those together. Mm-hmm. He's also pretty pretty good at telling me, "Hey, I need a better one. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> if anybody could give um, it to you straight, it better be it yeah. better be a brother. We actually did a um, we actually did a proper in person recording session recently, though, too. Oh, you did? Oh, awesome! Yeah, he came. Yeah, he came. Uh, he came to visit in what was that? January, February. He came. He came to visit for a little while, and so I booked us some studio time. We went in and cut a couple songs. Cool. Is it something for you or him, or can you not say? Oh no, I could no. This is this is something for me, but I want him to play on it. Nice. So, uh, and so yeah, I I sent him, I sent him some demos I had made before he came. He gave a list, and then we went in the studio, and then you know tinkered with some stuff for a while, and then yeah, we got some good takes. And even though it was your stuff, was he producing you? Like, nah, you got to do that again. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, um, it, it was, it was cool. It was cool. We had fun. That was the main thing. Cool. Yeah, I think we had a good time doing it. It's funny. Speaking of the of the talk show thing, and and my point for that, um, by the way, was also I just feel like we we got on a, a little bit of a tangent about performance mode, but I feel like people are also more relaxed at home. Like it's not that you and I couldn't sit and do this in person because it's also not a full production show, but just when you're talking to people, and I know as a as a avid uh, Howard Stern listener, he said that people are more relaxed when they're sitting at home as opposed to coming to a studio oh, and sure. kind of doing that whole thing. So I feel like it, it's a different dynamic as well as opposed to getting on stage. Um, but talk shows, you've done a bunch of them and a bunch of them that don't yeah. exist anymore, unfortunately. Um, I mean, Conan's show has evolved into a bit more of a variety show. It's not the traditional kind of talk show format like it was for a really long mm-hmm. time. Uh, right. You played on, on one of my favorites on uh, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Uh, you've you've done a yeah, whole bunch of those. Cool. Yeah. Like, what is that experience like for people who don't? I mean, I've gone to see a bunch of them. I've worked on a handful of talk shows behind the scenes, but. Um, what is that experience like? I mean, it's it, it can be very produced and, and there there's certainly some rigidity when it comes to, you know, understandably, people take their job seriously. But just as far as that experience going in there and have for like you said, all of a sudden there's a camera in your face and there is an audience, but you almost can't see them because you're <laughs> they're drowned out by the lights, a huge lighting rig set up uh, facing you. But um, what is that like? I mean, obviously, it's a different. kind. It's not the same as getting on stage in front of an audience that has, you know, paid to see you. But just the whole no, experience of going on, though, and especially because those yeah. shows aren't around anymore. I don't, I'm not looking for dirt or anything, but just the experience mm-hmm. of doing shows like oh, that. Oh, no, it's – I think I've been pretty fortunate with that stuff because all of all of my experiences with that have been good ones, mm. which was cool. I never had a bad time doing one of those gigs. Nice. Uh the very first one we did was David Letterman, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, well, I remember that. Especially so when I was a kid, we moved from New York to St. Louis, mm-hmm. and I used to 
my parents would always watch David Letterman at night, and my mom would kind of refer to it as the news because <laughs> that's where she would, you know, she would, she would, that's where, that's where she would kind of, you know, feel connected to the East Coast and what was going on there as we're right. watching. You know, because you watch the local news at six o'clock or whatever, and then you know you watch David Letterman at night. And so I would always used to, I used to go sit on the floor like at the foot of their bed like a dog, <laughs> watching and watch and Dave. Then, you know, I'd, I'd I'd go in there and watch the top ten or whatever with mm-hmm. them, and then uh, um, so that was actually my first experience doing it, which was which was cool. And um, I mean, it's <laughs> I was so nervous, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was so nervous. I mean, you can see it if like it's probably on YouTube or something somewhere. If you look up, uh, I think I might have it. I think I may have found it through some yeah, questionable I think, means. I think, was in, I think it was in 2010. I mean, mm. th- this particular song we were doing, uh, it started with a little guitar thing, and I mean, I'm just terrified. Mm-hmm. Play the thing. The thing sounds all right. Then I'm like, ah, yes, now I'm into it. <laughs> like, but but it was cool. It was I, I enjoy doing things like that because everybody. It was a new experience, but everybody I met there was such a professional. Right. And it was just a well-oiled machine. I mean, these guys have been doing this forever. Not yeah. just David Letterman, but, you know, the camera guys, the sound guys. So everything was very, it's very New York, very to the yeah. minute, very streamlined. You're going to stand I, over I, here I, on the X. Um, you're going to come out yeah. here. All yeah. right. You're going to yeah, stand yeah. here. You're going to wait. Dave's going to introduce you. Then you're going to, yeah, the whole yeah, working like, working class East Coast kind of demeanor. Yeah, right. And so uh, the the house band, you know, Paul Schaefer and them. They, right, and the CBS Orchestra. That's right. That's I couldn't remember the name. That's right. So they. <laughs> as uh, soon as you said that, that somehow that clicked in my head. I haven't thought of that in years, and Dave's like been off for I think six years. The, I like how you said it in the featuring voice. Paul Schaefer. I'm sounding like Don Pardo. That's Saturday Night Live. It's Saturday Night Live. That I can do easily. I don't remember the dude who did it for for Dave. But anyway, sorry. I'm getting self-indulgent David now. C- continue. Letterman. That's it. Now got me doing it. And now, so, um, the original right. Gerber, baby, David Letterman. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I can picture him, but anyway. Well, so, so the band so was there. They're, they're, they're playing uh, during the commercial breaks, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are, uh, we're about to go on. They're setting up all our stuff, and... If I recall, the performers, you know, the guest performers, the bands, whatever, mm-hmm. they kind of set up in between the desk and the band, right? Right. And so they kind of wheel the stuff, the crew wheels the stuff out there, and they're like, okay, guys, you want to get in place? Um, if you want to, like, if you want to, you know, if you want to give your guitar a whack or something to make sure everything's on, that's cool. Like, maybe try to make it in the same key that the band over here is playing in. <laughs> that'd be nice and it's it's fast too that's the thing when you see it's it's quick it's It's those those shows even though they pre-record them in the evening they're pretty much done in real time so the length of a commercial break is the length of the setup so it does go very very fast which is why as a performer all of a sudden it's just like okay get on stage here's your mark make sure you're in tune you're good okay the the whole the whole thing is still done in an hour or whatever yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's not like relaxed just because it's it's recorded six hours earlier or whatever it's still like that happens in the length of a commercial break it goes from nothing's on stage to the band's wheel out in place and ready to play by the time you know the it countdown not, begins it is not a situation where 
at least in my experience, it was not a situation where it was like, okay, take as many takes as you need, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, also, though, thank God, because, I mean, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of the type of person where, like, okay, take as much time as you need. It was mm. like, well, don't tell me that. I'll take all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what that's like. like. You tell me we can do this 10 times, man. I'm going to end up, I don't want to do this 10 times. Yeah, I'll do it 11, <laughs> just to be sure. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. I know like, that what? feeling. Like, it's like, and then we have to listen to them all. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, Please, just tell me you need it in three and I'll get it done. Just <laughs> give yeah, me no so. room. Give me no wiggle room whatsoever. So we go out there, this, the wheel of stuff out. I go out, we plug the stuff in, and I notice that Paul Schaefer and the orchestra, they're playing Hey Pocky Way. Which is sort of a New Orleans standard. And I'm like, oh, well, this is appropriate. That's cool. And so we're kind of tank, tank, thing. And then we started playing along with them. And then both bands are kind of playing together for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Oh, and then sweet. that really, and so that happened for maybe a minute or so. It wasn't long, but it was just enough to kind of, to calm the nerves, it, to get you, you calm the nerves, to cut the, cut the tension it was just like and sync the sync the band up too without having any anything before just going on stage cold uh, just have that minute is helps you lock in with each other and and it's a it was a real um it was a real nice sort of like ah yes like this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing and we're Mm -hmm. doing it great so that was cool um that being said it was like dear god this is my first time playing on tv (laughs) don't uh don't let me screw up the intro this right (laughs) I opened no, the went, song. It went well. It went well. And there's, there are other things about it that's different because besides the camera thing, uh, besides the um, energetically, it's uh, energetically, I mean, you've been to enough concerts where sometimes, you know, the, you know, the group you're going to see walking on stage kind of builds the tension. Yeah. You know, the anticipation. The patient. anticipation, yeah, all that. And then, very good. Thanks. Right, so th- that's one way it happens. Or then maybe uh, maybe a show comes out hard, maybe it comes out soft, I don't know. It, it could go either way, but then the the back and forth, the, the exchange of energy happening between the performers and the audience. Right. It goes back and forth and back and forth, and it rises to this thing. Um, on the TV gigs... They're, uh, it's like, hey, we're getting this done in three minutes, starting now. So you kind of, you kind of gotta mentally, mentally, spiritually, whatever, whatever it is you gotta do to kind of take it there. You gotta get there. You know, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't happen in the usual, uh, it doesn't, it, doing a concert is different. It's just different, even though you're playing the same song. Right. There, there's a build to it and there's an mm-hmm. arc to doing a show. Whereas when you're going in right. and out and just doing a three minute song in between, it's you just yeah. have to lo- you just have to do it. And, you know, there's no yeah, warm up. Sure. There's no easing into it, which is why at least having that minute and granted, I haven't performed on stage and, you know, that's literally a lifetime since I've done that. But the idea of at least having that minute to kind of just sync up with each other and just have the band lock in and to get you loose is... That can make all the difference. So just the fact you guys had that minute is very like, okay, I can do this. Because at least, you know, you're in your headspace. You're like, okay, this feel Because it, it, it needs to feel normal for a second. And I realize going into doing a, a TV show is, you know, kind of a, an alien experience. 
you know, it's something you hadn't done before at that time. So it's like just having that moment that just had to be a huge relief where it's just like, okay, this is what I do. I can handle this. This is, it's just another gig. I mean, as much as you can tell yourself mentally, it's different to just feel it when all of a sudden it's just like, okay, now I'm playing and now it's, now it's normal. Yeah. It was this just, is what it's supposed to feel cool. like. It was just right. cool. It was like, ah, oh, man, it was like, this is like, it was just a feeling of like, ah, yes, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing on this, on this particular right. day of life. It feels right. Was there, forgive me for sounding like an old hippie, were there, did you feel any vibes or any, any spirit or anything being in the Ed Sullivan Theater? I mean, just because all the bands, I mean, certainly the Beatles and, you know, countless others who oh, played no, on that stage. No, no, was it, it was, yes, there was the, I mean, for me, it was, uh, I mean, those vibes were certainly there. I think the, um, you know, the, the, the connection that I described a little while ago about just kind of like, wow, this was the, this was one of these shows that I actually watched regularly. Right. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Well, you can't watch them all regularly. They all come out at the same time, right? Yeah. Once upon a time, you had to be. You had to pick one or the other. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so <laughs> funny too, man. Everybody, everybody, like like people people go play on one of those shows, then the, then they start watching it. Yeah, exactly. Know. It's like I, I like that, that guy. No, I would do that. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm you know, after I saw you out in California that one time, it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna watch Conan for a week now. Hey, right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. you're doing someone else's show. He was cool though. I liked him. He's I, I've I've crossed paths with him a few times. I've never interacted with him. I've interacted with Andy Richter a bunch of times. He was super nice. Couldn't be nicer if he tried. And um and I mean that's a compliment. That sounds backhanded, but I actually mean like as right. nice as possible. Um Craig Ferguson, I, I've had the chance to talk to a couple of times. He's awesome. Um I didn't know because that show I've I've been as a, an audience member, been to see that show tape a bunch of times. I don't know if he ever was able to make it backstage. I don't know if that's part of his routine that he was able to come back and greet you or anything before the show. I know some hosts can do that. Fallon, I know, does that. Typically, um, go back before I, they start uh, shooting. I spoke to him very briefly before the uh, mm-hmm. before the show. Um, uh, Letterman went and uh, talked to everybody afterwards, like immediately right. afterwards. Like, you see that on okay. um, Yeah, how are you? Great show. Yeah, Great. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he comes and does yeah, the, the handshake good. and everything. The is good. Thanks, man. No, That's the stuff I work on when I'm home alone. Right, <laughs> like I got to get a David Letterman impression because that's current. There you go. Hey. <laughs> I'm totally going to get a call for a David Letterman. You know, five years after he's off the air. Hey, you got the um, maybe. I got Don. Just, I got Don Pardo, and I got David Letterman. Show. I checked out his show on Netflix, though. It was cool. It is cool. I, I like that a lot. I was almost. I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, my next guest. I think is what it's my called. Next, my yeah, next guest needs no in. introduction. Yes, but I, Dave did that show uh, with. Um, Oh, a bunch of people. Well, Buddy Guy was on there, who I know you played oh, cool. with as well, which must have been yeah, crazy. Yeah. He was. They did a Chicago um, episode. Well, it was, it was mostly based around Tina Fey, but her being a kind of a um, fixture of of Chicago for a while and sure. kind of being raised there, you know, comedically and everything. Yeah, I, I just watched the Obama one the other night. It was good. I almost. I was outside when they did the George Clooney one. My sister and I went to the taping. We didn't know who it was. We just knew it was a taping for David Letterman's Netflix show. They didn't tell you who the guest was. They just told you a location. Leave your phones in your car, all that other stuff. It turned out it was the one with uh, with George Clooney. So we almost made it. We were within like 20 people of who they were letting in because obviously they invite way more people than they can fill because they don't want empty seats. They don't need empty right. seats on camera. So they always over invite people. And it's free to RSVP to all these shows. So there's always people who get left behind. We're really close. That was a good one. The Howard Stern one, of course, is great. 
Um, oh, I got to check that. That's out. a really oh, it's it, it's so good. It's it's really interesting watching two guys who are. I mean, I'm a huge fan of both of them, but guys of of a certain age at a point in their career where they can do whatever, literally whatever they want, and being iconic and kind of looking back on their careers as men, you know, as as adults, as you know, older guys, and talking about kind of that experience, especially just guys who were all in on their career, and then. Yeah at a point realized that they had to kind of change their approach to how they handled work and what maybe they weren't participating in when it comes to life, traditional life, <laughs> which is something I feel like a lot of performers have to deal with. You know, I have trouble balancing that oh, myself yeah. on my small scale. I mean, you've, yeah. I mean, you've gotten a yeah, face full yeah. of regular life being home for a year. So yeah, it's like, it's very easy to get caught up in the, the creative pursuit and the work. I mean, people do that, you know, regardless of what their job is, it's very easy to just get caught up in it. Um, but it was really interesting sure. watching two guys who are, you know, legends in their field talk about that as peers. I really, really enjoyed yeah, that one in particular. That, cool. that was a good one. Um, so yeah, that that talk show experience. I was wondering, you know, just what it must have been like as a guy. I've, you know, this part of me that fantasizes like, well, what if I was brought out and how would I walk out and how would that feel to be on the stage? Because being in the audience, it's got to be a whole being behind the be stage. A whole other, yeah. I mean, I I didn't have to. I didn't have to. I didn't have to talk. Yeah, you didn't have to be funny or engaging. You just I had to hit the notes. Some chords, you know? yeah, like... yeah, to have to go out there and actually be, you know, show some personality, is mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole different thing. There is the part of me that wonders, like, what that experience is like. One day, yeah. we'll see. Again, with uh, again with, you know, developing a skill set. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, yeah, just you know, turning that on. And that that's that's also one of those things where it's. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there's all kinds of people that will, you know, accept your money and like tra- train you to do that. But yeah, it's like, of really, it's, you know what I mean? Doing it is the thing. Yeah. You have to, uh, you know, and that's another thing we were talking about before we started. Like, you have to work at it. I don't always like sitting down and saying, all right, here I am going to do it. Cause I, I flog myself after every show, just like, you're terrible. You don't know what you're doing. You sound lousy. Ask bad questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that after every, after every single one. I hate listening back to the shows. I don't like watching them, but yeah, there is the part where it's just like, well, I got to do it. It It is one of the things I do. So I just so keep they, showing up yeah. and just keep working on it. And one of these days <laughs> I'll be really good at it. But for right now, now we're going to get silly. And you, Pete Morano, <laughs> will be the next victim in quarantine this or that. All right, here we go. This or that questions like uh, you've always seen a thousand times, you know, no wrong answers, Coke or Pepsi, that kind of thing. Uh, but these are we have eight questions and they are written specifically to you. Here we uh, go. Uh oh. You spent a lot of time at home and uh, kind of reconnected in part with at least one of your strats. So I have to ask, Les Paul or Fender Strat? Oh, man. At home, I've been on the Strat. Right. In the, in the, in the field, you know, I got to go with Old Reliable, the red one. <laughs> I didn't answer the question, though. All right, Les Paul. Yeah, it's going to be the Les Pauls to go to. Yeah. I mean, he's a, that's a loyal soldier right there. I well, that's it. It's it's hard to hard yeah. to deny the time put in with you in that instrument. Yeah. So I had a feeling. I tried, but, to, I tried to politic that one, but I'm, I'm calling myself out on it. <laughs> but yeah. you did. But you've really and you've even but, said like I've reconnected like with this strat. So I yeah, thought it was like, well, maybe. you can't really compare because apples. It's like no, that's the game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you need one. to pick one. You can't pick. 
you can't yeah, pick yeah, both, and you it. can't pick neither one. You have to pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a game. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's just a way to fill time on a silly <laughs> podcast. Just no, wait. Let's, let, uh, let Les Paul, the red one. Gotcha. Yeah, all reliable. Hollywood Bowl or Madison Square Garden? You've played both. Garden. Yeah. Yeah. The audience? Is it the turf? Is there something? Sidebar. Having not experienced more than one, is there a, do you find a difference between American and European audiences? Oh, yeah. Because they're definitely, Definitely. I mean, people say so, but, you know, there's just a different, it seems like in Europe there's, there's a more passionate kind of energy coming off people and same way i'm sure the east coast and west coast to get a different type of audience and midwest and it's south different. i feel like i feel like people misconstrue it sometimes honestly like it's um like some people in 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 europe i feel like it's maybe not uh i had experiences in europe where it's not quite so rowdy mm. you know right and that kind of that can to uh, that can give the impression that they don't like it as much, but really what that is is I find that sometimes audiences over there are kind of listening to the nuances a little more than um, places I've played over here. Not to say one is better than the other, right? It's just you different. Know, it's like it's cool. It's cool when um, you know I've had the experience where like you know you come out somewhere and it's just bonkers and like that's fun. Then I've had experiences over there where it seems kind of subdued, and then when the last note of the song ends during the moment of silence, then it gets really loud, and that's cool too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, diff- it's different. It's, different it's energy. Diff- you know. Yeah, different energy, just sort of a different, uh, a different way of appreciating it. Nice. And I mean, you know, it's half a world away. It should be. Of course. Everything should be yeah. different. It can't all be like us, as much as we want it to be. All right, back Six. to the game. <laughs> yeah. BB King or Buddy Guy? Ooh. I know, I know. Ooh. I said, I said, oh. it, it's going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like audiences, you can't compare. Gotta, They're both great, I, I different gotta, energy. I gotta go with Buddy Guy on this one. I gotta, I'll give it to Buddy Guy. Yeah, I mean, I just. Uh, you know, we talked about it on the last uh, on the last time I was on here. Um, I mean, I just had a very very cool conversation with him, and it was right. awesome. And also, I feel like, I mean, these guys are both just giants that have been a huge influence, not just on me but everybody. You know, oh yeah, I, I think the instrument alone, right. regardless of genre, just the instrument. Regardless, yeah, like regardless of, I mean. That's the type of people where, even if you don't like the music, which I can't imagine not liking the right. music, but like, stay with me for a second. Like, let's just pretend you didn't like the music. You still couldn't deny just the tremendous, tremendous influence. Totally, totally. Yeah, you know, it was like there was before, and then there was after. Yes, with both. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. You know, I probably have a little more. Uh, I probably have a little more buddy guy in my day-to-day playing, mm-hmm. so I'll go with him. But curse you for asking me that. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I, I hated to do it, but I thought it's it's got to be a little difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah, this yeah, this, this might be difficult, or, or maybe more cut and dry than I think. Louisiana seafood or St. Louis barbecue? Oh, that's an easy one. Louisiana seafood. Okay. 
See, that's what oh, I mean. Yeah. They're they're not all going to be an, clinchers. That was an easy one. <laughs> Some there's going to be a clear winner, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pete comes to us uh, from New Orleans by way of St. Louis, by way of Jersey, Louisiana seafood or Jersey pizza. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Just gotta, that look. Uh, I did it all for I, that. I gotta. Look. I gotta do. I gotta stay with Louisiana seafood. All right. Fair enough. I can, I've. I've never had it. You'll get no argument from me. And uh, listen, there's no wrong answer, but some answers are better than others. Even if that one wasn't one of them. I mean, I could. I mean, it's. Oof, man. Those could. There's no right answer to that one. Exactly. <laughs> this is a setup, man. It is. It totally yeah. is. See, this is this is how I get people to not come on again. It's like he's going to ask me really hard. <laughs> Last year was all like inappropriate and somewhat dirty questions, and this year is just like really difficult, like head scratchers. Like, just, man, just I can't hard, decide. Hard hitting. That's the it. Hard hitting. Put you on the spot. Yeah. No, we're sticking with the seafood. Gotcha. Jeff Beck or Keith Richards? Ooh. Ooh, man. Also, very different. And can't deny the influence either. That's a, those are. Either. If there's if there's a Mount Rushmore, they're all in the running. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and total, what's what's interesting about them is uh, what's interesting about them is I feel like Buddy Guy and BB King sort of they exist in the same sphere of influence, I guess. Right. Yeah. Whereas you know. Jeff Beck is over here and Keith Richards is way over here in terms of like what they're uh, bringing to it. You know, like in terms of in terms of playing guitar. Mm. Yeah, they contributed completely different styles yeah, to in it. Terms, in terms of playing guitar, Jeff Beck. However, I've been um, rather than being guitar playing mode, I have been in songwriting mode. So, I mean, let's give it to Keith for this one. All right. Fair enough. I'm, try, I'm trying to simplify here. I'm trying to simplify. You are well. T- yeah, n- none of these. None of these are bad. Okay, except maybe the the barbecue and the seafood. But there's there aren't always <laughs> clear winners, or or even the Hollywood Bowl and, and the Garden. That, there's a little bit of room for. I mean, yeah, and there's that, a that's difference. Like that that was a, um. You know, I just figure, I just figure these are more fun when you just go for. You know, you yeah, you have to. Gut, it's like you know uh, what I mean. You got to just be like, you got to be like Garden. Oh wait, I'm supposed to talk about this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. Like, you could just give me a quick answer, but if you elaborate, it's a lot more fun for me. And at the same time, for people who may have no context, who are listening, who are driving and trying to listen to this, they're just like, why? <laughs> why you know, the garden? The, you know, on the we, we, we used to play a game like this on the road, sort of. Oh, yeah? Where it would just be like, yeah, you're just calling out two different people or two different things. And, uh, and it's funny because, you know, I would say to, I'd say to our drummer, Joey, I'd say like, all right. Chad Smith or Dave Grohl, go. And then he's like, well, they're actually pretty different because of Bubba. And it's like, no, no, that's not the game. Like, you know, like, like just a great, one just of them's going to go. First response. You have to pick. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like. You've got one. Yeah. You're, you're hanging on the edge of the cliff. You're holding on to each one of them by one hand. Who do yes, you let go? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like somebody's got to die or yeah. all three of you die. Exactly. Like. That's the kind of questions I would ask. Like, okay, if there was a yeah. jerk off with a mic here, who's going to ask you this question? Give me a quick answer. <laughs> That's your reference point. It's like my cousin would really stick it to you if he was asking you this stuff. Uh, opening for an international act in the Enormo Dome or headlining a New Orleans club or theater? Mm. Pretty different, but both pretty, cool. Pretty different, both cool. I mean, given the year we've had, 
We got to headline the New Orleans Clover Theater. Awesome. That's step one, baby. Maybe have some Louisiana seafood. Afterwards. That's it. See, we're just we're. I'm trying to set up your rider here, if you know it or not. Just like, listen, this is what I expect. We want to play New Orleans with Buddy Guy, and we need a pretty sweet seafood spread. Is what I'm saying. I will have my left call. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> put, put Keith Richards on the list. Yes. Hello, Jeff Beck is welcome to come too. <laughs> and it'll be our warm up gig for the Garden. <laughs> and last, WTF with Mark Marin or Chris Abala's podcast experiment. Oh, come on, man. I haven't been on WTF yet, but Chris Abala. That's the correct answer. That's a good answer. All right, that one I was setting you up. All right, Pete, congratulations. You have completed Quarantine This or That, which is just like every other This or That game, except it has Quarantine in the title. So congratulations. Hey, Job well done. Good, good round. Good round. Well, sadly, we wish Pete had some shows to plug, uh, but he doesn't right now. Hopefully soon. But if you want to find out what he's up to, follow him on Instagram at Pete Morano. And check yes, out his. I'll be on. I'll be on Instagram. Also, April twentieth, I got uh, three singles coming out. Oh, really? Oh, so this is breaking yeah. news. You're, I got an exclusive. So here you go. Are yeah, they? Where are they coming? Yeah, you heard it. You heard it first. Where are they coming out? Basically everywhere digitally. Our Bandcamp. Yeah. Or what just, do you have going? Yeah, just on. Just online. You can. You know. You can get them on. Uh, they'll be on. Um, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all the platforms. Nice. All the platforms where you know you can stream this stuff, and it's under your, it's under so. Pete Morano. Yes, sir. Awesome. Okay, look at that, everybody. So there you go. Mark it on your calendars. April twentieth, Tuesday, April twentieth. New music on a Tuesday. Correct. There we go. It seemed appropriate. It, it did. Yeah, we're gonna do it like it used to be back in the day. New music on yeah. Tuesdays. So there you go. April twentieth. He's got three singles coming out. So add them. Are you listed as an artist? Like, can people pre-add you? Are you already on the apps, or is that gonna be close to the date? I mean, we'll be we'll be plugging it as it gets yet, closer. But it'll anyway. be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, gotcha. Well, make sure to get your get your plugs in closer to <laughs> Note it. To self, get your act together, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figure something out. If desperate, <laughs> call cousin for encore visit to podcast. And um, yes, right. <laughs> and of course, follow him on Instagram for uh, lots of cooking, lots of recipes, recipes that yes, even you can make. <laughs> that's right as well as for the music and uh, of course you can follow me on twitter at chris Abalo and on instagram at chris sells out and follow the show at cape pod on twitter and instagram and support the show on patreon if you like what you see like what you hear then get on that get you some exclusives that we got pumping out on a weekly basis and uh, please subscribe on the podcast app of your choice even if uh, you've you said i just want to hear what pete has to say i really don't care it doesn't cost you anything to hit the subscribe button and it's only going to help so hit that subscribe button and uh, the show will be back next monday as usual with an all-new episode so until next time for pete morano this is chris abalo and this was yet another experiment